Welcome back to This Is Hardcore Podcast. You just heard From Within, featuring Joe D. Foster of so many amazing Orange County hardcore bands. This is the new band From Within. The EP is entitled Missing Peace. The track that you just heard was Fractured Lens. Um, the five songs were recorded by Paul Minor, and the as of now, this uh, it's out on all the streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whatever. Um, whether you're a fan of Orange County Hardcore in general or Unity and Ignite and uh, Wings of Promise, no matter what, you got to give Joe D. Foster his due. I love when dudes from way back continue to just keep putting out new music. Make sure you give it a check. We'll have uh, links up in the um, show notes. And also you can follow Joe Foster, not only as a longtime hardcore dude, but a surf photographer and all-around bad motherfucker. So thanks Joe for sending us a track to have on the episode. Once again, we're back chatting it up. Uh, got some guests tonight. No more just me blah, blah, blah in your ear all fucking night. This is going to be a good one in celebration of the Hardcore Pride weekend that is coming up in Philadelphia it was good to get Carter from within, Lennon from every fucking band on earth these days, and plead your casine together for this episode. But um, before we get into that, some simple shit. Tonight, a knife in the dark, carbonite, domain, eyes wide shut, last man out, life cut short, bonks, bar. This is Ben Stucky show. Make sure you go to it. 7.30 is the bands. Uh, doors, 8 is the bands. So, should be pretty cool. Some metalcore shit. Uh, Lennon's unbelievably badass fucking band, Carbonite. Domain from South Florida. I don't know anything about Eyes Wide Shut. I heard Last Man Out's awesome. And um, this is the first ever set for Life Cut Short. So, make sure you come out. Check it out. A lot of shows, a lot of shows, a lot of shows, a lot more shows coming out. Um, we have a easy way to get, check it all out, and that is to go to Philly HC Shows on Instagram or Twitter or philly-shows.com or phillyhcshows.com. Both of them, all they all get there. Um, March 12th, with Reaching Out, Prowl, Conduit, Killing Me, Vespit at the Media VFW, March 14th, Last Wishes, Kidnap, Sinister Feeling, Bayway, Shot Out at the Media, VFW. March 20th, Bike Route, Spite House, OK Buddy, West Main at Bonks. March 23rd, which we talked about it on this episode, Tsunami Spy, Missing Link, Fool's Game, Scarab, First Unitarian Church. And then the big Hardcore Pride Weekend, March 24 and 25. So you got first night is Gridiron, Magnitude, Simulacra, Adrian, Moment of Truth, Never Again, Statement of Pride and Killing Me at the Church. And then Mind Force, Seed of Pain, Envision, Be All, End All, Live It Down, Chemical Fix, Carbonite, Almighty Washing, Burning Strong, Wreckage, Pain Clinic. And that's now at West Kensington Baptist Church, Sunday, March 25th. Then there's Stateside Jockey, The Great American Typewriter, and more of me at BW. There's also Chemical Fix, Jive Bomb, Gum, and Bankrupt at the Snake Pit. The same night that there's Vein, Year of the Knife, Foreign Hands and Gloves Off at the Church. And April 7th is Standstill, Wild Red, Sun Title, 
Capsule 9, and Nave at Tunes and Voorhees. So many awesome shows. We obviously have the No Pressure Show, which we're down to under 200 tickets. And we have some more shows going to be announced in the next two weeks. A lot going on. Make sure you're following us on the Instagram and the Twitter. Thank you for all the support. Obviously, everything goes up on Facebook, too. I should mention that. Even though most of you young kids don't fuck with Facebook. So, we're we're doing better. This episode was in the making. I kind of wish I had more of a sense. I was kind of tired and beat up that day. I had notes, but I, I feel like I was skipping my words a bit. But the conversation between Carter, Lennon, and I just really just goes over not only the bands playing, but some of the reasons why these bands are on the bill. And in general, with all the different bands that are getting paid publicity, paid publicity, which is basically advertising, only instead of it being a form of, hey, this is a paid sponsored ad, it's people who write for magazines because they want to get notoriety for what they write. And they also want to be cool with the people that are writing. They're not really critics. They're just super fans. So they write this shit. And they get paid by the click. And it does nobody any good. So instead we have dudes like Lennon, Carter, obviously Bob Wilson, this Greg Falchetto, Young Stucky, myself. Just put on good shows and, and try to help the bands that are legitimately navigating a space that more and more is being infiltrated by people with money and bullshit to spread. So, without further ado, here's a great conversation between two awesome guys about a weekend coming up two weeks from now in Philadelphia that I hope that you all attend. Let's fucking go. So, with us tonight on the This Is Hardcore podcast is a double feature. We both had... Um, their own individual episodes on the podcast and we've I know we talked a lot about them individually like we talked to Bob or talked to Greg um, these are two movers and shakers so welcome again Carter and welcome again Levin and uh, we're going to talk about this uh, big weekend you got coming up next uh, oh shit not even next month fucking two weeks from now two shit, weeks, shit. Two weeks Damn, yep. that thing yeah. flew by I was like oh yeah next no not next month yeah it's it's uh Coming up fast, and thank you for having us on again. No, yeah, thank I, you. Especially, especially for the fact that you guys could have easily did something probably in the South, and, and the fact that you guys want to do it in Philadelphia, I, I, I really appreciate that just because it can't just be Bob Wilson, it can't just be me, and I love that you guys fucking are carrying the flag as high as you guys are and pushing hardcore and not afraid to say things like name your entire weekend like Hardcore Pride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'll say right off uh, the bat that we just – I know me and Leonard are both from Florida. I know some people might be like, why the fuck are these dudes from Florida like doing shit in Philly? I mean, Lennon lives there now, but um, I just say that uh, the scene of, of Philadelphia is very like open to the shit we do, and I'm appreciative of that because, you know, we're not trying to be on some weird transplant shit. We're just two people. I'm speaking for Lennon as well. We just love hardcore and just want to – you know, have fun and give something back to it. So, and Philly's awesome. It's where a lot of, you know, all of our close friends live. So it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, also I want to say real quick, the, the transplant thing, um, for those listening, you know, Lennon moved up here. That fucking Zayas moved up here. I always, <laughs> I always forget the bull from uh Cedar pain. He lives up here. 
it's like there's like an underground railroad of uh, Florida hardcore kids exodus and just popping up in Philadelphia every fucking month. But you guys have had a connection like we talked about with Bob Wilson and in your individual uh, podcast episodes where all the stuff linked up from Bob moving down there, you guys linking up with Bob and the early FYAs. So symbiotically, both of you have had a huge hand in making the FYA what it was. And then what it is now, I mean, because your bands are either playing in it, your, you know, the labels that you guys had, your bands have played on it. And so it's not like if you guys are tied into Philadelphia via the FYA Bob Wilson gang. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would definitely agree. Go ahead, Lennon. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like before I ever moved up here too, when I first started touring in bands, like it sounds corny to say it, but like. Philly really felt like it really did feel like a second home for all of our bands. Um, like anytime any of my bands would come through, Bob would hook us up with shows or Joe, you know, you would hook us up with shows and like, they were always fucking awesome. We made a, a ton of friends here. And so I, I've, I've always just felt like this kind of like kinship with, you know, Philly hardcore and, and, and people in Philly. So, you know, when I wanted to move out of Florida and move somewhere else, it was kind of a no brainer and just, you know, carrying on like now you know like i play in envision which is a south florida band but more than more there's more philly members in envision now than south florida we're you know we're more of a philly band than a south florida band at this point so i just feel like it, it made sense for us to do this up in philly so yeah and, and i'll say of you know i don't live there but philly is a second home to me as well um you know when i go there it, it feels like i'm going to a show in pensacola you know like all my friends are there uh, it's just the same vibe. Like, I don't feel like I'm in a place 18 hours away where I don't know anyone. And it's just, you know, kind of weird vibes. It's always, you know, a great time. So for me, I have a question regarding the decision between hardcore pride. And I know from within is still going hard, but have you done anything lately with the plead your case scene and all that or no? Uh, no. So, I mean, my thing with plead your case always was I'm just doing it because I want there to be a label that exists to put out the bands that I, you know, that I think should have records put out that, you know, weren't getting records put out on like, you know, at the time, like triple B or closed casket or like death wish or whatever. Um, and now there's like a bunch of labels that my friends run that have kind of popped up and are, are doing it, you know, better than better than I could do it. And, you know, I'm just kind of happy to uh, let them do their thing. And, and if there's ever a time where there's a band that I really feel like strongly about and feel like needs to have a record out and nobody else wants to do it. I'll, st- I'll do it. I'll, I'm just, you know, right now I'm, I'm happy just, you know, letting that be for, you know, like from within scheme streets of hate, like you know, what other labels that are going on that, you know, I don't want to be competing with my friends for bands either. So it's kind of just, you know, it is what it is for now. Okay. I just had to check in because I saw obviously on the top of the the advertisement from within records and plead your case. So I just wanted to know if there was something jumping up and going on. Nah, we just wanted um, to do it together. So Yeah. And I would say uh plead your case and from within definitely have like a, a similar vibe. Um, you know, me and Leonard are friends with the same people. We like the same stuff, you know, honestly for the most part and it's not, I wouldn't say it's a continuation, you know, because that would be unfair, but, 
um, it made sense for like Seed of Pain and Envision to come over to From Within because, you know, those are legitimately two of my favorite bands and me and Lennon are good friends and it just, it just kind of made sense. There wasn't any like, it was just like the natural thing to do next. Now, when you were thinking about coming up here, obviously, I also love the idea that you guys wanted to be connected to the First Unitarian Church. You know, um, it's important for me and Bob and the people that, you know, know what the church is to see these younger kids and these younger bands. So it's awesome that you guys picked that spot. I know we have a bunch of spots to do. So it's awesome that in focusing on Philadelphia, also you guys bring the church. Is there something that you guys think that the church brings to the table that nowhere else does, or was it just the obvious choice for the obvious reasons? Uh, do you want to go first, Lennon? You want me to? Uh, I mean, for me, it's kind of both. It's like, it, it worked out well. Um, it's a place that, you know, I feel like all, a lot of my favorite shows that I've been to since I moved up here have all been there. And um, on top of that, yeah, obviously it has like an incredible legacy with Philly hardcore and, Long before I ever moved here, I was watching videos of shows at the church. So it was cool to finally get to move up here and start going to shows there all the time and hanging out there and getting to play there. So I don't know. It just felt like a no-brainer for us. Yeah, and uh, I'll say the first – this is kind of just a continuation of the From Within Showcase. And the first one obviously was at uh, the church. And the church is just like an iconic venue, not even just for like Philly hardcore, but – Honestly, probably the world, like people have seen videos of the church, you know, like old hate five, six videos and shit. So, and the vibe of the first one was so good. I just was like, I just want to have it there again, you know, to try to just keep that going and kind of keep it like uniform, like, oh, it's going to be at the church again, you know, like it was last year and it's in the city. So it's like easy for people to stay around there and, you know, do things if they're traveling. So it just, it just made sense. Fair enough. I, um, Personally, especially with some of the people that you've had on this bill and the people that are um, hopefully going to travel down, there definitely is going to be people that this is they're going to be their first show at the church. Yeah, and I think it was that way last time, honestly, for the um, the Eco Strike last show, the first From Within Showcase. I definitely think there was people who like traveled because it was Eco Strike's last show and just some bands, you know, that, that don't get to play all together all the time. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely similar because, I mean, this one is uh, a lot bigger in scale than last year's, obviously, it being two days and just more bands in general. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Now, when you thought about who to put on it, were you guys talking to Bob? Were you guys just doing this on your own? Like, obviously, I, all these bands are connected, and we'll, I want to go into detail on that because I think that's another important part of the whole story is that through FYA and through all your friendships, even some of the newer bands are still all tied in. And I mean, not just the bands that are from out of town, but in town, it's an awesome, it's an awesome thing essentially is. Um, so what were you guys, I mean, obviously should we recap last, last um, from within showcase, the fact that magnitude had one of them sets that made people go, what the fuck? Or um, what, how do you want to address all this all at once? Yeah, I mean, we can definitely recap that. I mean, um, Lennon, you know, played it. I played a few sets. Um, I don't know. I mean, the vibe was just honestly, like, amazing. It was way better than I could have predicted. You know, the Eco Strike and the Magnitude sets were 
the magnitude set was straight up just insane. And, you know, there was a couple sets that weren't on the flyer, like Envision played a few songs, Search for Purpose played a few songs. And even their sets were, like, very good, you know, for, and no one even knew they were playing. So it was just all around, like, literally every single band got a good reaction. And I couldn't have been happier. You know, that's that's one of my favorite shows I've ever been to personally. Um, and I'm just lucky that it was something, you know, I got to put together, but it really was just a good time. And, um, Lennon can speak more on like playing it, especially, you know, that being the last Eco Strike show that was, uh, a band is such a big deal to so many people, especially someone like me, you know, being straight edge and from Florida. Um, I was really happy just to be a part of that in some way, you know, a part of the band's final show and legacy. So, well, I mean, I can tell you off the bat that the last Eco Strike show probably wouldn't have happened if if Carter had not kind of pushed us for it. You know, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if it needs to happen. It's been a little while since we played, you know, like whatever. I don't know if we really need to play a last show. And Carter was like, dude, you really should. Let's do it. Like, you know, let's throw it together. And it ended up being we just wanted all our friends to play, which like ended up just being almost all the from within bands. So it just kind of worked out perfectly, you know, um, this coming together was kind of the same vibe. You know, I had told Carter that like, I was thinking about just kind of basically booking some sort of show just to get all of my friends from other places in Philly on the same weekend, just so we could all hang out essentially. And he was like, well, you know, I'm thinking about doing a from within show. I'm going to do the from within showcase again. And we we're just like, shit, let's just combine it into one thing and, and do it together. Um, and that's sort of how this all came about. Yeah, looking over the lineup, there is new bands petered in with the the standard flag bearers for the label and just like good friends. And I, I find that, you know, in lieu of trying to call this a fest, it's, it's a hardcore pride weekend. It, it has the, uh, the tinctures of what a festival is, but it doesn't have that, you know, same kind of annoying... You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say annoying Twitter shit that comes from oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Like, like yeah. it, it's literally like, hey, we're putting on two days where the cool shows come check us out. There's not like the immediate self-congratulating tweets from you guys. And I find that to be more reminiscent of some of the older um, style two day festivals that you wouldn't even hear the word fest be involved, you know, like. And it was more like, and actually weekend was often because we, there was like a two day Memorial day weekend. You know, there was a lot of different stuff I can recall, especially way back where the word fest wasn't just invoked on everything. So I kind of like that you guys went with that mode, but also I think sometimes when people are doing things, they go further than they need to. They go out of, you know, out of the, uh, out of the territory or, you know, beyond just the connections like you guys could have probably called up Madball and gotten the headline, but you don't need you. Know, you guys know you don't fucking need it, you know. You know, guys know you got gridiron fucking mind force, and I like that. the The weekend is centered around present bands of today being put on by people of today, and I mean, you don't see that a lot, where all the focus is on today 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 it's usually they have to peter in this other stuff or fuck is anyone to come unless we have a bigger name like you guys are really confident in what you're doing and i think it definitely shows through in the in the lineup yeah i mean i, I would say me and lennon were pretty adamant about we didn't want it to be called a fest you know um i think there's there's just too many fests now like way too many like people want to call their shit a fest no matter what um yeah, as far as the bands go, I mean, really, this is just like a, 
a big excuse for us to hang out with our friends, you know. And I think the vibe definitely was that we wanted to be current, like we didn't need any like not necessarily a reunion, you know, but maybe like you said, like a mad ball, you know, level band that we were like, oh, they'll bring people no matter what, you know. We didn't really feel like we needed that. It, it like the whole point of this show is it's kind of just like a it's two regular just hardcore shows like you could see this you know potentially on a friday night in philly in general you know what i mean but um which is just kind of the vibe we wanted Lennon probably can explain a little bit better than me yeah i mean we just really wanted it to be like so i mean for one, obviously, Philly already has a fest. It's a fest with like a rich history that's like ingrained in Philadelphia hardcore. And so we didn't want to be like, oh, we need to book another fest in Philly. Like we wanted it to be just like a totally separate thing where it just felt like two days of shows. And, you know, like the whole vibe of like the hardcore pride thing too now is like for us, you know, something that me and Sig have talked about a lot is like, you know, there's a lot of bands who are like, you know, doing like, you know, things that kind of, go above and beyond like what a regular hardcore band would do as far as like the fests that they play or the tours that they do or, or or whatever us keeping it like hardcore pride we were just like yeah no booking agents like no crazy anything like real deal current hardcore bands you know like we didn't want to have any we don't we're, we're not we don't need like media outlets doing fucking pieces about it like let kids write about it in things if they want to, but we don't need it on fucking like White or anything like that or fucking Rolling Stone or whatever, you know, because these publications are writing about hardcore now and like that's cool and that's awesome. But like we wanted our thing to just be like different vibe. None of that. No big industry shit. No booking agents. Just our friends, hardcore bands playing two hardcore shows and people want to come. Cool. If not, whatever. You know, we weren't like we need to put some band we don't like on to bring kids out. Like that wasn't our vibe or our intention at all yeah 100% now uh, another aspect obviously important is that you know you have from within still running Bob's got rebirth but it's awesome to see a flyer where even though the weekend is put together by you guys you're also promoting the young blood you're promoting the streets of hate you know um to the to include people that might be considered like record label competitors, which is a silly word to use, but it's probably the most and easiest one to use. It's awesome to see you invite people like triple B and days and et cetera, et cetera, to all be a part of this weekend. And I think that adds a lot again to if a young kid's going to come down, this might be like some kids, like my first small hardcore uh, fest. So it's cool that you guys have added these other people to vend and sell and be present at your event. Yeah. I mean, Lennon had the idea for the flea market, which I obviously loved and it, it kind of gives it just like another element. Um, but yeah, I mean, we invited all those people, you know, like we're not charging anyone for tables or anything like just come set up your shit, you know, have a good time and hopefully you can make some money and, you know, for your label and whatnot and just check out all the bands, you know, just try to get as, you know, many people there as possible just to hang out. Yeah, definitely. I feel like all those people too are like, you know, at this point, like they're all friends of ours too. And, you know, we've all, me and Sig have played in like a bunch of different bands and like, you know, Sig, Sig like plays in Statement of Pride. He's putting out a record on Youngblood, you know, like I've put out records on Triple B and like, so it's just like, 
you know, getting those people to come and like, you know, Street Eight also put out with Sig, they put out the last uh, uh, Seed of Pain release, and you know, like we just wanted to get all of our friends involved and like even our friends who didn't necessarily play in bands that are on the on the shows, like we're like fuck it, these guys, we want our other friends involved too. So it was an easy way to do that. Yeah. Looking at the lineup, we're gonna start at the very beginning. Pull this shit back up. Friday, March 24th, 6 p.m. We'll go bottom up. Uh, did you guys know about um, Killing Me? And how did you guys find out about Killing Me? Uh, so I put out the Killing Me demo like over COVID. And then they obviously just really didn't do anything because of COVID, you know, essentially. It kind of killed the band for a minute. And when that ended, Tyler just hit me up again and was, you know, saying they were doing stuff with it again. And I think he's kind of like stepped down as the drummer and let a younger kid do it, you know, unless they just don't have a drummer he, he would play. But, um, you know, I put out their last release uh, that they put out a few months ago, and I think they're just like sick kids, you know, they support hardcore and they weren't on it originally but i was like you know what we need like one more local you know one more maybe younger band and they're on from within so it just made sense i just hit up andrew and i was like hey can you guys play this and he just immediately definitely without asking the band was just like absolutely so um you know i'm happy they're playing i think it'll be good for them and probably a bunch of people who maybe have never seen or heard of them before will probably be there to see them now which is awesome yeah, I, I love mean, killing me. I love killing me just because they're young assholes. You know that kid? <laughs> yeah. The the singer is He's a complete, awesome. complete total asshole. <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> I straight up love him. Uh, those younger kids coming up in our area really do go all out. You know, they go all out. Um Shit now, like some of them are in like three and four bands, like everybody else in hardcore these days. It's crazy to see them go from being like young kids who, like, you know, one of their first bands, and now like they travel, people know them out of state. It's it's fucking wild. I just want to say that. Now, what were we gonna say, Lennon? Uh, I was just gonna say basically the same thing that you did. Like, I just love Killing Me because that those are like these young ass kids that are like at every show and like. At first, they were kids that uh, Tyler Mullen was just bringing around, and we were jokingly would would refer to them as Ty's Tots. We we're like, dude, Tyler would just show up with all these this fucking gang of like psychotic ass fucking little kids who were just like, just like causing a ruckus all the time and just like fucking acting insane. And just like reminded me of like me being like a hyper little shithead like in high school, like in like the best way, you know. And um, seeing them be in a band that like, you know. I feel like they could easily get by just with people being like, oh, they're like a young kid band and like they're good for like young kids, but like they're just – it's not even like that situation. They're just a good band. So it's like yeah. cool to see them like be an actual good band that people like on their own merit and not just because like – you know, that qualifier is not really there. It's not just, oh, they're like the young kid band. We like them. It's like no, they're just like a sick band. Yeah, like Andrew is just straight up like good at writing music. You know what I mean? So they genuinely are just like a straight up good band, you know? So Yo, it's that just pussy, like a, a good that combination. That pussy stole the mic at GB and sang almost all of Cats and Dog. Andrew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Siv gave him the motherfucking mic and he got up and he fucking shredded it. 
shredded it. Legend. Yo, he needs to hey. sing for a band. He was so he. I was. Me and Siv were having conversations as they were playing, and I said Andrew was one of the best stage divers, and and Marty Williams showed up the next day and just completely fucking dunked on that. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday night, Saturday Andrew, I would give him best stage diving award, and then also he 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 and Shay took the mic in the front, and then Siv basically just got Andrew on stage to fucking sing "Cats and Dogs," and it was fucking sick. So that's awesome. Hopefully, he's got a band in the in the in the making. That's sick. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that that's how you guys know him. And I, I didn't realize or didn't recall. I've, I've played Killing Me a couple times. We've had him. They played the church with no pressure last year. And um, it's easy to say that I'm quite fond of those people and look forward to more that they do. Let's go to the next one. Oh, here's this band that sounds exactly like Strife that I played a show with in Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> It was, I was standing next to Shane from the Rumble and Killer and Hold My Own and all this. He's like, dude, this band sounds just like fucking Strife. I'm like, yeah, they fucking rip. Uh, what was the point of uh, starting Statement of Pride and um, where have you taken it thus far? Yeah, so uh, just two people in my local scene, uh, Miles, who is, uh, you know, someone who started playing music with us when he was 15. Uh, he's 18 years old now, so it's pretty crazy, but I was just like, hey, we should just do like a 90s sounding straight edge band. Like me and the guitar player, Josh, love, you know, Strife and Strain, Outspoken and stuff like that. And they were down. We weren't really doing anything band wise at the time. And, you know, it just worked out. We wrote a demo, put it out. Um, and then fast forward a little bit. We were writing a seven inch and Sean from Youngblood was, you know, into it and was like, yeah, I, I, I want to put this out. So um, that's a huge deal for me. Youngblood is one of my favorite labels. And, you know, Sean's still straight edge, which I think is awesome, obviously. And that's just something looking back on, you know, when I'm like 50, I'll be really happy that I was able to, you know, be on that label and do that. So I'm a big fan of Sean Youngblood, obviously. And I wish I had the ability to be in a Youngblood style straight edge epic hardcore band to be on the Youngblood label. So I'm envious of you and would fucking join a band just to be on the Youngblood records. So remain on the same page. Sean, Sean is the man. And people always tell me that Sean looks like me 20 years older. People constantly tell me that <laughs> just like Sean. One of the last things I did at FYA was drive down the street and saw Sean Youngblood sweating because he had to walk to UPS all of his shit. Oh and I'm my like, Yo, God. Where? I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I got to get back to the hotel. And it was around the corner from where we were staying, so we picked him up. And it was like somebody walking through the desert. It was totally sweaty. I was like, oh. and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I, I, we were staying around the corner. I could have hooked you up. He's like, ah, it's all good, man, walking. But that's the last time I saw Sean Youngblood. And I was like, this motherfucker has nothing else to prove. He don't have to come down to FYA. He don't have to mail records back and whatever else he said. But he's still so fucking dedicated to hardcore that he's like, you know what? I'm fucking doing this. It's fucking yeah. sick. I mean, Sean is, is honestly, in my opinion, like the blueprint of like a hardcore kid running a hardcore like label. You know what I mean? Like he still does shit very DIY and, and just honestly the way that I want to do things like if From Within makes it as long as Youngblood does, like that that's a huge accomplishment. And, you know, Sean's done a lot. And like I said, he's just awesome. You know, he really is awesome and someone that to look up to in the scene, especially if you want to run a label. 
Definitely. Okay, uh, this next band, uh, I yeah, is, uh, you know, is Cutdown playing the other day? Damn, you only got one of them. Only uh, one, yep. <laughs> you gotta see never, any, ne- never again cut down the split band, the, the chaos of those two bands here, at least. I mean, Bob's obviously worked with them. Um, I, I fucking love having the ability to have two different bands. You know, I talk never and again and cut down as they're the same band for the obvious reasons, but I fuck with never ending. Uh, I keep always say the same thing, never ending, because they say it so much. Um, I fuck with never again. I remember Bob telling me, like, yo, check this out. And I'm hoping that more people, especially Jersey, Philly, et cetera, look at these kind of bands like this band. And be like, okay, yeah, there's more than just breakdowns and hardcore. We can do something fast and it'll still be sick. Um, are you guys, is this is this still just being put on uh, the Hardcore Pride weekend because they're on Rebirth? Are you guys working on something with these guys? I mean, I, I just have been a huge fan of that band since the demo came out. Like, even if it wasn't on Rebirth, I just think it's like just straight up good, you know, like regular hardcore music. Like you said, like there's no chugs or like crazy breakdowns or anything like that it's just like hardcore and i've of course love shit like that you know chuggy stuff and all that but um this band just does like just straight up hardcore very well i mean i I feel like it's a very good representation of just like straight up new jersey hardcore so uh, i i just wanted to have them on i know Lennon's a fan of them as well and uh jason who sings for the band is just the man i will say um, I don't know him super personally, but he, he's booked Statement, and he seems to just do an unbelievable amount for New Jersey hardcore. So anyone who's putting that much effort in, you know, and especially since I like their band, I'll be happy to help out and book them on something. Yeah, especially for us, too. We really wanted to make it a point to, like, even though it is kind of like an excuse for us to get, like, our friends from all over the place all in one spot, like, we definitely wanted to have some, like, local bands play as well. Um, so that, you know, if people do travel, they're going to get to see like what's going on here. Um, you know, unfortunately there's so many sick bands from here. We couldn't like, you know, find space for everybody, but we definitely wanted to make it a point to have one of those bands. Cause even though they're a Jersey band, like they play Philly all the time and you know, they're like, right. You know, not that far up the road from us. So like, we definitely wanted to make it a point to have them on. Uh, looking at the next band. I actually got to play with these guys in South Florida. They have a fucking set. Like it was all day, John down there. Jeffy did the show. I think it was um, O'Malley's. Mm-hmm. And um, venue. I never really checked them out before. And I'm telling you that these dudes had some fucking wild shit, man. Like early on, um, I don't even know if they did they ever come up here and play before. Did they play last year or no? Oh, Envision? No, not Envision. This uh, uh, Moment of Truth. Oh, Moment of Truth. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong flyer. No, oh, yeah. Did. I haven't. I, yeah, I don't think so. They don't think they played Philly, have they, Lennon? They played. No. Uh, they played two songs at the or like three songs at the Gridiron Record release show in Phoenixville, but they haven't come up and played a full set. Um, they. So that's like, those are like, those dudes are really, really good friends of me and Carter's. Um, it, it's a lot of people who play in Seed of Pain and Envision also. Um, and that's just like, they're just like really into all this just like insane, like Japanese, like 90s, like shit. 
and they're so into that shit and they're like pulling influence from it. And it's cool because I feel like it's not a place that like too many bands currently pull influence from. There's just so much heavy hardcore right now. And a lot of it just like has no flair, like no style, but like they just have like their own flavor to like heavy shit. And it's fucking insane. Um, they have a new singer now, uh, Burke, who used to play guitar in the band now sings. And uh, I got to see them with Burke singing uh, recently. And it's, it's fucking incredible. That was definitely who was singing when you saw him in South Florida Joe. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. to. They were like one of the ba- the bands that like, we were like, we want to book and get Moment of Truth up here on like a sick show, you know? I also say, Joe, I remember, um, I don't know if you remember this, but they played an FYA after show like three years ago, like three FYAs ago. And they covered, um, fuck, no what retreat. is it now? They covered No Retreat. Yeah, they covered No Retreat, and you walked up to me, and you were like, who are these fucking skinny white dudes from Florida covering this band right here? Oh, yo, right that now? was that band. That's crazy. I, I, didn't yeah, realize, yeah. I didn't make the connection. Yeah, they played that MH Chaos uh, yep, secret yep. payback set. Oh, shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck all bands who want to cover No Retreat. Or, or God. <laughs> if, you're, if your raggedy-ass band is covering No Retreat, you got to go back. Recover hey. fucking Warzone, cover Killing Time. Cover a fucking band who played more than thirty fucking shows ever. Well, la- last time I saw them, they covered Sick of It All. So, hey, that's uh, nah. so cool. all right. Let's let's uh let's tap out on <laughs> Sick of It All covers too. Let's not let's not get, get you're scaring the hose with the Sick of It All covers. <laughs> Don't do it. Fair enough. Wait, Fair enough. now I'm curious. What do they do? Like step down or something goofy? Nah, they just played. Uh, they did the they did Clobber in time. That's not a cover. I mean, they, it was because <laughs> the thing with me with them is like they're so heavy, and you expect I, them. Listen, to I fuck with heavy. that band. I was standing yeah, there yeah, yeah. with the, at the merch with Greg. It's me, Greg, and my boy Viriato who played in Trust No One, and I didn't know what to think because I was unaware that I'd seen them previously. And the singer does not look like he would sound like that. In fact, nobody in the band looks like they should play in that band. Yeah, that's a fact. That's and a then fact. they get up and start ripping ass. I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers got it. Like, yeah, it was a sick yeah. set. And now, now I have to rescind previous comments. Yeah, don't <laughs> cover sick. Don't cover sick of it all. Don't cover no retreat. Stop capping. Stop capping. No retreat. Stop capping. Kickback. Hey, you can blame. You know, you can blame for that no retreat bullshit, bro. Mister yeah. uh, Carl Gridiron. No, I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame fucking Jamie. <laughs> And I'm gonna blame AJ, and I'm gonna blame them Western PA motherfuckers for. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, they're awesome. I'm glad you guys have them playing. And yeah, they're, they're, that's should, probably the, one of the. Hopefully, they listen and they don't do clobbering time. No, they won't. Their their set will be pretty crazy, though. I feel like they, like I said, like Lennon said, they've only played like six minutes in Philly ever, like a six minute, like not even real set. So, I think it'll be a pretty big, big and uh, good set for them. Yeah. This next band is uh Adrian from Connecticut or Mass or wherever fucking they're from. Yeah. Uh you love that band. Uh yeah, me and me and Lennon are fans. Um yeah. Statement did a, a tour with them. It was really good. Um that style of hardcore is not my favorite, I will say. Um I do like select what, bands. YouTube and YouTubing bands that you've never seen and making your whole life. Yeah. Live? The the metalcore the metalcore BS like trip pant type shit is not my vibe typically. Um, no one but really I do wore, like no Adrian one really wore that shit. 
What'd they wear? Give me the rundown on the metal. What's what's the fucking standard metalcore fit of like some some YouTube bullshit metalcore band? What would someone be rocking in the pit? I think there's an uh, anachronisms between what people associate with the late '90s in the metal in the metal world and assess with hardcore. Uh, you know, Overcast and Confusion and All Out War and Starkweather and there's a thousand bands unsung who like drove metal into hardcore uh, and made it commonplace. I mean, I mean, Threadbare from Connecticut. I could go one on. There's a ton of bands. None of them are, none of them are super huge, super popular. I think the East Coast Assault One, East Coast Assault Two did a good job of pulling some of the better ones out of there. But everybody just dressed like fucking hardcore kids. And then, uh, right around the time when Punishment started playing shows. Uh, Shadowsfall broke out. We were already playing with Unearth. We were already playing with Diecast. Uh, we were playing with Blood Has Been Shed. Uh, and none of that shit was present. No one was saying, like, forever zine people would call it metalcore. I mean, Jamie Davis, even in his zine All Out War, called the Bringing It Down record a little, a little, a little more metallic. I don't think he used the word metalcore, but he may have called it metallic. Yeah. I don't think, I, 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 to this day, don't think that what people in the modern time consider metalcore get the right designation because I don't think anybody was really, there's a couple bands that were legitimately trying to be different. Threadbare comes to mind. Uh, what the fuck was the name of that band? Uh, Atlas Shrug would try to be different. There's bands that were trying to be different. Um, there's a band called Arcane, which would later be Dillinger. Obviously they try to be different for the love of, which came from six. Um, what's that band? Strength six um, from Strength six nine one. You know the the next band they did for the love of went that rant like the Nora stuff, but you really didn't see the outlandish trip pants and all the goofy shit that is associated with like the corn new metal shit because those those waves really didn't bond until like two thousand one or two thousand two. So to say early two thousands. So like you know anach- anachronistically, by the time those nerds were wearing that kind of stuff. Those bands were playing behind barricades and very rarely at halls. Yeah, you know, so it, I, I've never really seen that. Definitely never seen it at all. War show. Definitely never seen it at a lot of the stuff that I would designate as metal. I hate even using the term metalcore because it adds too much credence to shitty metal bands that just <laughs> don't want to just say they're metal, so they just like slide the core next. I'm like, I also hate the word adjacent too, but that's a whole another. That's a whole another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- the, the that genre of hardcore is is just not my exact forte. I liked a few bands. Um, Lennon definitely has more knowledge on bands like that than I do. But um, bottom line, I, I think Adrian's sick. I think that they do that style well. You know what I mean? And I don't know. They always have a fucking crazy set. When Statement played them in Massachusetts, their set was literally insane. It was like a hundred people or something in like this small legion like type hall uh matinee in like the woods of massachusetts somewhere i can't even remember the name of the town and uh the people from that scene put on from them and i have a feeling that a lot of people from boston you know massachusetts are going to be coming to philly because adrian is playing and they're going to put on for them when they play which is you know what it's all about so i think they'll have a very good set yeah, those kids booked a show for Envision, Magnitude, Almighty Watching on tour, and Adrian played 
Um, and those kids and all their friends were like going off to every band, like the heavy bands, the weird bands, the fast bands. Cause it was like a very mixed, it was like a kind of well-rounded show. Um, and that was definitely something like, you know, to me, when I saw those kids going off for like the fast bands and shit too, like that tells me that, you know, it's not like some weird image thing for them that they're not just like, oh, we're not just out here going off for like the bands that sound like what Adrian sounds like. Cause I feel like there's so many kids who get wrapped up in the like, oh, we like this type of hardcore and this type of hardcore only. And they make that like their whole yeah. personality. And Literally. Uh, so it's cool to see that, you know, those kids just go off for like all types of hardcore bands. It's fucking sick. Like I said, they hooked us up with a great show up there. They hooked Statement up with a great show up there. And uh, Seed of Pain has been playing a lot of shows with those dudes lately and, like, have just gotten to know them. So we're like, yeah, we definitely want to, you know, put them on this shit too. Yeah. I know that a lot of people in the Northeast right now are raving about them. I I would say that the Hall system in New England – there really is a lot of cool shit that comes from it, whether it was in Connecticut and Rhode Island, you know, even the the more Southern main shows that we would go up to. If you played a hall in any of them places, you could play with a fucking ska band and then an oi band. Like, you, like the diversity was always there. So I'm glad to hear that there's still the diversity. I just break balls about Adrian because I see the kid talking about YouTube goofball shit all the time on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, hey, I can't favorite. I can't defend that. Uh, since we're on the topic, since Lennon, what what do you, what is your what is your um your favorites of that era we were just speaking on of the metal stuff? Um, I mean, keep in mind, I'm from Florida. All right, so let me just. <laughs> I'm from Florida, so I have I I really I mean I love a lot of Florida shit that I probably wouldn't care about if I wasn't from Florida, but you know, Morning Again, Tension, Culture, shit like that. Um, that's legit. Those bands yeah, are all those bands. Uh, I mean, the bands that you were just talking about, I love Overcast. I feel like I've definitely tried to get Carter into Overcast before, and I think he just thinks I'm being annoying. But but one day he will find <laughs> Overcast, and he'll be like, oh, this is fucking sick. You never fucked with Overcast at all, Carter. No. Like I said, there's been a few bands Lennon to show me. I'm like, damn, okay, this is actually sick. Um, But I don't know. Some of it's just like... I, it's a little bit just too – it's too out there for my personal taste. It's fair. I get it. You don't fuck with the uh, earlier Shadows Fall stuff? No. That, that Absolutely not. How about early Unearthed stuff? Uh, that's no, my shit. that's, I that's like, just I not my vibe. I like a lot of early Unearthed. I love like fucking Die My Will. I like a lot of that like – New England stuff, all those like Devil's Head Records bands too. I think all that shit's awesome, dude. There was a lot of really cool bands. Uh, there was this comp uh, with the the dude who put out the ISIS records. I forget the fucking name. And they had some awesome like standout one or two songs from bands I've never heard of. Um, oh, it was uh something about metal metal compilation. Like I- I'll Google it to remember what the fuck it was, but I would put that up there in one of the best. Um, oh, you know what? It might've been called definitely. It's actually, I think it's called definitely not the majors comp. Oh that was yeah. One of the best. That was a really good fucking comp. And they had a bunch of bands on there. I think at the time when those bands were really starting to pop up, no one was thinking about publicity and booking agents and all this goofy shit. They were just trying to take 
music, not hardcore. This is the thing that other happens. And another thing to be said is no one, like no one in Dillinger escape plan was like, we hate hardcore. Cause that's not the truth. Cause they fuck with hardcore. I mean, been friends with Liam since I was like 15, 16 years old. Like them dudes are dyed in the paint real hardcore dudes. But at the same time, when you're a music dude, you want to take music further, especially if you like this hardcore stuff, you like this metallic stuff. And I think a lot of these people, um, especially the, like the Adam who was in the, um, who's still in uh kill switch. Some of the guys from shadow swall who were an outcast, like all these different people, they were just good players and just wanted to expand on it. And you could fucking hear it. But I don't think that the thing was to deviate from hardcore. I think it was that, being of dudes who were in hardcore bands, it was easiest for them to play these smaller shows. And there was a crap ton of them bands all over. It wasn't until there was more labels, like the Yogis were starting to come around. Um, there were, and you know, John, he was in Morning Agains, and you know, he paid his dues, uh, promoted South Florida hardcore shows forever. Yeah. And I think slowly there started to be its own enterprise where they didn't really have to you know, play with the mad balls. They could kind of deviate and do their own thing. But I don't think, I don't think the overall goal was to be hardcore or to even be talked about in the same frame. I think it was just the easiest Avenue to start playing shows. Yeah. And I think that that's what, when people say adjacent now, I just say, Oh yeah, they're the pop punk band that aren't big enough to not need to play with hardcore bands or, Oh, you're yeah. the metal band that doesn't have a fan base. So you'll play the halls until you get big enough that you just play the in front of barricades. Yeah. You know, and but I, I, I truly was there, you know, like seeing these bands as they were coming up and seeing that kind of culture. And yeah, Diecast and Kanai and a bunch of them bands would all play weird metal shows where there was actual like weird like pay to play metal bands, but they also were all hardcore dudes, but they were trying to do more. Unearth's a great example. They used to stay at my mom's house and sleep on the floor and you know, I just saw a picture of them. And every one of them has long hair, and I'm like, "Damn, dog, <laughs> shit's changed a lot." You know, but yeah, I don't be, I don't begrudge them for it. And sorry for going on a tangent about metalcore. It was a good nah, little talk. Nah, that's what it's about. Uh, so let's continue. Now we'll get back on. We'll get back on target, fellas. Uh, Simulacra. Who's gonna go? Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, there. That's another band that they're like, you know, they're just. So similar to Never Again, like not a Philly band, but like close by, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're at shows, they're, you know, playing shows around here, they're in the mix. And who's at shows? Were, I see Brett, Brez is at shows, Xavier comes to shows, Mad Dom's there moshing with his Swiss cheese brain. <laughs> with, his, with his brain full of holes. Um, but they're, they were, they were a Peter Case band too before they were on days. So, and they're our friends, so we figured, you know, they're a band we wanted to hook up. And me and Sig both genuinely like that band a lot. So, yeah, uh, I, I've loved Simulacra since the demo came out. Um, Dom is someone who's helped the label out literally since the very beginning of it. So, you know, they played last year of the From Within Showcase, and it was awesome set. And we just knew, both knew we wanted to have them back on this year, you know, without a doubt. I think that was probably one of the first bands, you know, we had down as like the confirmed was Simulacra was going to play. So, yeah, I think uh, Simulacra is one of these bands that's either going to stumble, trip, fall, and never do more, 
or eventually pick up the pace and start gaining ground and do whatever the rest of what they're supposed to do as a band is. I kind of like the idea that they don't have the whole management booking agent pro core scope. They still manage to get on and play these kind of shows and fucking, I, I know that when they play, it's going to be the mosher's paradise, some ass whooping out there. And I like that. And I, you never want to see a band not reach for the reach for the stars, but it's always awesome when you don't see a band immediately going that route. That's yeah. That's about the best thing I can say about it. Yeah. Uh, this is a toss up, man. I think if we went out in the field, like the beginning of a football thing and flipped the coin, I think either one of these bands could headline. So I don't care what order you guys talk about the last two bands on the first night. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll just go with magnitude really quick. I mean, there's not really much to say that people don't know about at this point. You know what I mean? I think they're one of the uh, biggest bands of this era of hardcore, you know, in recent years too. So, you know, those are, you know, mine and Lennon's good, good friends. You know, I've, I've known Russell, I think since I was like 17 years old or some 17, 18, you know, I'm 28 now. So, and I'm just happy that I was around for when magnitude was around in, uh, you know, they were on Pleasure Case, which Lennon will talk about. And I don't know. That's just – that's our good friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like – I feel like I've toured with Magnitude more than with any other single band ever. Like they've gone – they've taken multiple of my bands out on tours and they're – it's been awesome to see them grow. I mean I was like liter- – I was at their literal first show um, – Matt K sent me their demo before it was released. And I was like, Hey, I want to put out your do. Are you going to do more? And he was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And I was like, okay, well you need to write a seven inch so that I can release it. So, I mean, just like watching them grow has been awesome. Um, they're a band that continues to like baffle me in the sense that I'm always like, yo man, you guys got to put out new music or people aren't going to care anymore. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. And then they play and people still care like more and more every fucking time. Even when I tell them like, oh, you know, sooner, sooner or later, people are going to stop caring. They're finally recording a new record. Hold up. Stop this. Stop this. (laughs) What makes you you think that a band needs a new record? I just with these with these kids attention spans now, brother, if you want to stay, you just said a fucking no retreat. Yeah. What do you mean? They had no fucking record. Dead tracks, no record. Well, I'll there's, be real with you. There, no one there's in the dickheads, crowd. There's dickheads buying twelve hundred. There's dickheads buying twelve hundred dollar Marauder Master Killer shirts. Yeah, they are dickheads for that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is these bands don't need no fucking other record. If they got a good record, GB has. I mean, the seven inches the illest shit. But name a band that has a better record than Start Today. You can't name a fucking hardcore band. That has a better record than Bring It Down. You can't. You know, like some of the best hardcore bands of all time have a record and they fucking rip ass and then they could literally live off of it by being like, yo, pussy, but did you write Bringing It Down? Nah, I didn't think so. That's fine. I, I mean, I'm, that, I'm over, I'm over you record. I'm over you record label motherfuckers pushing the record cycle and I'm over hey. people. Now, I'm not putting it out <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I got to say, it, when I said we're not it, putting it out. Let his face lift it up. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you got to admit, you got to admit though, if a band has an ass whooper for a record, 
that that in itself might make it hard because then someone's like, ah, not as good as the last one. Yeah, no, no that, I mean that, that is a super that is a valid, valid point. And like Leave I said, boys they alone. Continue to, they continue to prove me wrong. They continue to play these insane fucking shows off that record. So you know, kudos to them. And I, I will say this: I don't think Magnitude needs another LP ever. I mean, kind of like you mentioned, Joe, like that record is on the level of like for like a modern band of like the bringing it down, you know, master killer. Like people are going to be listening to that record 50 years from now and being like, holy shit, I wish I I saw this band, you know, and watching old videos of magnitude. But I do think they could put out like a fire four song, seven inch just to really cap off the band's like existence, you know, they they don't need another 12 inch. They got more in the tank for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I say no, no. We don't need, we don't need every band to have a record every two years. Now that is a fact. I I won't deny. That's fair. I I yeah. couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. But um, like Lennon said, uh, I think Magnitude does have uh, like all wants a seven inch. Just do a nice little seven inch. That's a nice compromise. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I just leave them boys alone, man. They fucking rip. If I, I wouldn't want to play after them. I love watching when they do play. You know, they're fucking fantastic. And they have the best attitude. You know, they went out there, tasted a little bit of the what it takes to be a real pro core band. And we're like, now nah, we're good, dog. We don't need this. Yeah. Which always gives yeah. me my, you know, the happiest moments to go, fuck it. Here's a band who didn't go, hey, we got to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. It's fucking awesome. And, you know, every time they play, people go fucking off. So it's it's yeah. worth it. They um, really do. All right, going to cap the night off with the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Carl, and what crazy Versace robe or outfit he's going to show up with. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Lennon, Lennon plays in Gridiron now, so I guess I'll speak on it the most. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it would be kind of a crime at this point to not ask them to play. You know, I'm glad they made it work out. You know, Will doesn't live. You know, in Philly, he has to get on a plane. So I just want to say thank you for them for making it happen, you know, because uh, they're they're doing us a favor for sure. And, um, you know, we wanted them to play this. Before, you know, when we asked him to play, Lennon wasn't even in the band yet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that also will be a band that goes down for this generation, you know, being one of the biggest bands of the air, I would say. So I couldn't think of a better band, you know, they're members from, you know, the the Philly area. So it just made sense for them to kind of end the first night, kind of almost like a local show for them in a way. So, yeah. I like that was your input, Lennon, because you're now you're in the band. You won't say nothing else. Yeah. I don't <laughs> you don't want to talk about how you joined the band. I mean, they, they hit me up. They asked me to join. I, I love the songs. I think they're, they're awesome. Um, what do you play in the band? Cause like you could play a kazoo. You, what the fuck do you do in the band? I'm slapping the bass. Um, <laughs> slapping the bass and gridiron. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to be, it'll be my third show. So I'm pretty excited. Um, the songs are mad fun to play. I I've filled in for a lot of bands. Um, and I feel like 99% of the time you fill in for a band you have to listen to the song so many fucking times to learn them that by the time you're done playing in the band, like you're like, I'm good ever listening to this ever again. Like you really, it's hard to like a band after you fill in for them sometimes. Cause you're like, 
yo, I don't ever want to hear that shit again. I, it's burned into my memory. I'm so fucking annoyed. But with Gridiron, it was the opposite. When they first, at the when I filled in before I was an actual member, I like listened to those songs a billion times, learning to them, and I was like, yo, these songs are so fucking fun to play, and like it just made me appreciate how much I like those songs. And that's the thing where like. Like I said, if you fill in for a band and you walk away not being like, fuck these songs, like you walk away actually being like, damn, these songs are even better than I thought. That's really a testament to how fucking good the songs are. So, and I feel kind of weird saying that because I'm in the band, but I didn't write any of those fucking songs and they were written. Well, you want to be in a band and say the songs suck? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in some bands with some songs that suck. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) You're wilding. Uh, You guys have. You guys got eight bands on a fucking Friday night. I'm going to be up there cracking the fucking whip. We ain't going to have no running over time. That's right. Oh, no, uh, we we got uh we got Andrew accordingly on the case. He's going to be running the fuck. He's running that stage like the goddamn Navy. I can assure you of that. Man, AC, I love the idea of AC running the show up there. That's awesome. I knew we needed someone and I was like, he will he will literally do the job like no other. Now, uh the flyer has been changed, but just for people who didn't hear the news, we have moved the show from First Unitarian Church to the West Kensington Baptist Church, which is on uh, the border of Kensington and Old Fishtown. Um, Norm, who helps us get the shows at the church from time to time, messes up the calendar, double books. Sometimes when you have a Gorilla Biscuit show that starts, he says, hey, can you be out of the room in time so a group can come in at 8 p.m.? And that's what you deal with when you book at the church. So every once in a while, Norm kind of norms things up, and you got to make adjustments. Bob Wilson jumped on it, and now the show is in West Kensington, which is an awesome room. And honestly, I don't think a show – I said this, Bob. Uh, yeah, 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 Knock Loose and Jesus Peace played there, but you know it wasn't butts to nuts packed. There's been a ton of shows there, but they have never really been packed. I think you guys have the first show that I may see there that's actually like legit packed out. So – um, my boy Ty is opening the show. How did you yep. get him to come all the way from Pittsburgh for this? Uh, I mean, as soon as we kind of were figuring out the pain clinic demo, I think was coming out like around when we were announcing. I can't remember, but you know, I, I just was like, well, who's kind of a smaller band that would make sense. And I, you know, I put out the pain clinic demo and I think it's really sick four songs. So I just asked Ty if he wanted to do it. Um, he got back to me and said they could. So I think that'll be a sick show for them. I, I that definitely will be like, if I had to guess, literally like 95% of the people in the room's first time seeing them. Cause I think they've played two shows ever so far. So, um, I think that'll be really sick for them. Another room you letting you don't, you don't fuck with Ty. <laughs> no, I love Ty. Ty, um, I'll text Ty right now. Lennon doesn't fuck with you. No, I love Ty. every time, every time I see Ty, we talk about MMA. It's like an unspoken thing. I just walk up. We don't even say hey to each other. I just walk up, and he's just like, "You see this fight?" And then we just start talking about it. But uh, yeah, um, I think it makes sense to have a from within band kick off the the you know kick off the the day of the you know it's essentially year two of the from within showcase. So I feel like it, it was it was cool. They originally, when we were first putting the lineup together, I don't even think that they were like a band yet. Like that demo was not out yet. And then we had some band flake out last minute. I I forget what happened. Something happened where there was a band that was supposed to play and they hit us up saying they couldn't. 
So we were like, oh, you know, Sig was like, yo, let's, let's, uh, let's, I'm about to drop this pain clinic demo, actually. Let's see how it, you know, kind of goes over and, and people were psyched on it. And we we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's throw them on. No, I like it. And then it flows right into what I think is one of the best upcoming bands right now, Wreckage. And they fucking rip ass. Yeah. You guys included them. Dude, Wreckage is fucking I, dude, awesome. Yeah. I, I will say that uh we actually are gonna end up probably we're gonna end up putting wreckage a little bit higher up in the lineup um just because when we put this together we were not anticipating how well that wreckage lp was gonna go over and yeah we now think that they're gonna have an insane set insane set very good there like just a regular fucking just straight up hardcore band the people in it are sick their FOA set was incredible, honestly. One of my, probably my top three sets of that weekend. And I think this will be, you know, exactly a reaction like FYA. So I'm, this is probably one of the sets I'm honestly most excited for over the whole weekend. Yeah. Uh, rolling into uh, Burning Strong. Give us the lowdown on Burning Strong. Yeah, so uh, the people in Burning Strong are the people, that's the first band I ever put out. Um, that is the people that I literally grew up going to shows with. Um, Robert, who plays guitar in that band, is uh, pretty much the person I uh, owe everything to when it comes to hardcore. You know, he asked me to go on tour with his bands when I was like, you know, a teenager, like 16, 17 years old. And that's actually how I met Lennon was through Rob. So, yeah, um, they put out a record this year that I put out for them and it's sick. And like I said, those are literally some of my best friends. Uh, this Friday I'll be at the, the singer's wedding and then he'll be going on a honeymoon and then going straight to Philadelphia to play the show. So let's go. It's going to be sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob and the other dudes in burning strong are like Pensacola is at the opposite ass end of Florida from where I'm from. Um, I'm from like down South near Miami. Um, so when we, when my bands first started touring, if it, it kind of felt like it made sense. Like the first time we ever went on tour, we would do like Florida weekends. You know, you can play f- four shows in Florida and that felt like, you know, it was cool. It was like we are, we're getting out of our own hometown and playing these other places, but they're not so far away. They're still in the same state. So like going to Pensacola was cool because it's like we're still in Florida, but it's like 10 hours away and it's like a whole different fucking time zone. And um, so we got there and, and I met Rob there. He was like the first Pensacola friend I made and – uh. He has booked to this day all of my bands like every time we've ever gone on tours and like some of my best like memories playing shows are like in Pensacola and it's where I met Sig through Rob. Um, when I first met Sig, I was just like, who's this weird long haired kid that looks like a lunch lady? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, uh, that, that, that's really the first scene outside of my own where I made friends So and became kind of felt like a, you know, like you feel a kinship with like groups of people from other scenes. You know what I mean? So that was the first time that I ever felt that was in Pensacola. So it's uh sick to see burning strong doing stuff. They're a fucking awesome band. They do like, you know, the like kind of, kind of melodic, but like, like still fast and like, you know, melodic in like a chain of strength way and not melodic in like a fucking, I don't know, an annoying like, rivalry records way or whatever. So it, it's cool to see. It's cool to see them you know getting respect and doing shit so i'm really glad that they're on the show yep yeah i like that dude a lot um 
He did a lot for Bob. He has his own venue too, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, he reopened basically like what I would say is the equivalent of our First Unitarian Church called the Handlebar. Um, that's where I literally grew up going to shows like some of the best literally nights of my life. And especially being like a young adult, we're in the room of the Handlebar. And he basically made it happen. You know, he runs that place now. It's completely redesigned and you know it's like a legit venue now there's not shit on the floor and just total chaos and needles and shit and you know all this and um i mean yeah he he does a lot not just for the hardcore scene but pensacola in general and yeah he uh like i said he's someone i i owe a lot to when it comes to hardcore. basically everything um if he would have invited me out to go on that tour with his band cold hearted I never would have met Lennon, probably wouldn't have met Bob and them eventually, and just all the friends I have now. Well, shout out Robert, the man. Uh, moving moving further along with this, this band is almighty watching. What's the deal? This, this is the charity uh, event of the night. No, We can oh, just man. leave it. It'd actually be really funny just to leave it at that. No, I don't want to leave it at that. That band is... They're, they're, <laughs> Now, Almighty is an awesome band. Um, they definitely do a thing that I feel like is is not everyone's cup of tea. It's like a very like niche thing, and I feel like what is it? They they just have like a very much like a burn absolution vibe going on. Yeah, very much burn vibes. Um, and I feel like that's a band that like if they just get in front of people and play in front of them, people will be like, oh, this is different and like fucking awesome. Um, that seven inch is like one of my favorite records that came out last year. So, uh, and they have some new songs coming out on a comp that are fucking awesome. And I'm, I'm just excited. Like I'm excited for them to be playing. Um, Kyle who sings for the band, he runs scheme records and he like is always doing like flyers for me and Carter and like, he does a lot for us for sure. Yeah. He he was eco strikes, like, like roadie guy too. you know, he's just, he's a, a good friend of ours and everybody in the band is fucking awesome. So I'm, I'm glad that they're, that they're playing, um, shared members of wreckage too. So them and wreckage both coming down from Connecticut to play will be cool. Yeah. Uh, all joking aside, all Almighty, almighty watching is an awesome band. Um, their song they did on volume two of the one scene unity comp is, is my top three of all the tracks on all three comps. Um, and they are a sick band, like like Lennon said. They don't sound like your typical, what your typical hardcore kid has probably heard before. But I think if you do see it live, like the the dance parts hit very hard, and they just sound cool, you know, like just epic guitar music. Yeah, and I think their set will be really good. Uh, the new songs were supposed to be out before. I don't know if that's still the plan, but I've heard them, and they are really sick. This shit's not. Oh, so it is metal. I'm reading this. I'm hoping that some of these metalcore kids jump up and figure out who the fuck Burn or Absolution is. Um, I also don't think enough kids f- understand that style. And um, I just kind of got pushed on it as a kid. Plus, Burn did the reunion early on. So we yeah. got hip to them quick. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I think that they could have a really good set or a bunch of kids confused on where the breakdown comes. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a good description, honestly. Like they're either gonna be like, "Yo, I fuck with this," or like, "Hey, uh, when do we get the breakdown?" Yeah, and it's crazy because they have parts that are like fucking. The parts hit so hard, hard but like, hard, it's not a it's not a chugga chugga breakdown. So some some it might go over some some new jacks heads, but it is what it is. 
Here's a ba- the next band that will not go over new uh, new Jack's heads is the Dickheads and Carbonite, who the Philomoka first show was still one of the coolest first shows I've seen of a fucking band ever. Thanks, That's man. no cap. That's Thank no you, cap. Man. I appreciate it. Um, Unadulterated yeah. opinion, no cap. You didn't pay me to say that. That was an amazing first set from you guys. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're. Uh, this was a kind of thing where I was already playing a couple sets, and I was like, I don't really care if Carbonite plays or not. And Sig was like, No, I really want Carbonite to play. Um, he put our record out, and I feel like we don't play that often, so it, it's. Uh, I'm definitely excited to get to play. Yeah, uh, I don't want to call Carbonite a side project because um, it's not that. But you know, they just are in other so many bands that you know just have you know the first slot of where their time goes. But you know, it, it made sense. You know, they all would be there. Carbonite's a from within band. I've put out every single thing the band's done, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't get to see them often, and no one does really because they just don't have the chance to play that much. So it was kind of a no brainer for me that we got them on. That checks out. Uh, do we have a running scorecard of how many sets you've played so far at, at Carbonite? Um, if we count like Friday, though. Five, right? If we count, count Friday. Count Friday. Well, so it's funny because that weekend, so there's the Tsunami show the night before on Thursday, and yes. I'm playing a set at that show. So um, that's one. So that's one. And then uh, I got Seat of Pain. Carbonite, Gridiron, Envision. So that's four over the weekend. And then uh, Off the Tracks is playing in New Jersey the Sunday after. So I'm playing six, six sets over the weekend from Thursday to Sunday. <laughs> you better get your fucking Wheaties and wait up, motherfucker. I love it. I live for it, man. It makes me feel alive. I like that you guys decided to bring Chemical Fix back into the fold. I know... Rockstar, I know the Rockstar Mikey. I don't know where the hell he's going to be at in the world. He but, betrayed. Uh, did he? Did he quit altogether? He betrayed, bro. Rockstar, bro, he's got to go no, out I, there and just make. I think <laughs> he's nursing. I think he uh, hurt his leg, and he's nursing his leg right now. He tore his ACL, apparently. Yeah. Oh, isn't uh, that's how Zayas or whatever his name is is is, is uh, sitting yeah, after that's, him? That's how yeah. that rat fuck got on that. So yeah. We can leave that there, but um, no, I mean, Chemical Fix, uh, you know, Philly local band, and I, I think I don't want to call them underrated because I don't want to seem like disrespectful, but I do think people don't pay enough attention to that band. Like, I remember watching Chemical Fix at the one, the second one scene Unity Barbecue, and it literally looked like a set from like Posse Numbers. Like there were straight up 50, 60 people running side to side like the entire time. It's just like good, fast, like 2000s carry-on style hardcore. And I don't know. I mean, I think they're set like people might not know who they are, but once they play, people are like, oh, shit, I should check out like who this band is. They are uh, – they're my favorite Philly band going right now. So I was – it was a no-brainer for me when we were talking about how we needed, you know, at least a few area bands on. Definitely uh, they were they were one that we were like, yeah, we need them on. Now I fuck with them heavily. I think um, the faster stuff. I saw some shit on Twitter called Fastcore, and I just made want to punch my face. It's just <laughs> I hardcore. Hate the idea. Yeah, this is Fastcore. It's like, uh, come on, stop with that. Yeah. But uh, I, I I fuck with them. I think that they, 
in a in a scene that is constantly over and over again, you know, supporting shit that is a little bit further and further and further away from the aesthetic of the like the the sick fast hardcore. It's cool that they were like, now nah, we're gonna take it back and this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. So I fuck with them heavily. Uh and all, honestly, and that rolls right into Live It Down, Ohio fucking Kings. Talk about some uh, Live It Down. Dude, I mean Yep. One of me and Lennon's favorite bands right now, straight up. Uh their comp song on One Z Unity Three, also legendary. That's um, my favorite, Rebirth that's put my out favorite the demo. On any of the any of the One Scene Unity comps is is the Live It Down song. Yeah. I mean, if you like Clevo Core, these people are from Cleveland. They're not like, you know, they're from the source and they know their source material very, very well. And they're good musicians and they just know exactly like obviously what a clevo band should sound like and they do it very well so yeah. they're awesome i uh, i love them so fucking much and also to just bring everything insanely full circle for my um my existence as a hardcore kid uh nick who plays bass for live it down he's from south florida where i'm from and he played in know the score and the first hardcore show I ever went to was know the score show so the that's, best florida hardcore band straight up incredible they're they're tied for number one for me but yeah that's that's a separate conversation. Good to know. Good to know where your favorites are at. <laughs> you know? good, to, good to know where, where, where you guys are hedging your bets. I like this. Uh, I don't even know how to approach be all end all besides saying I saw them at the, the first from within records and didn't give a fuck. Then I saw them in their hometown <laughs> and it made total sense. Like Dude, they're they're awesome. Yeah, I they... wouldn't go as far as awesome, but with a whole <laughs> with a whole crowd going off for them, I definitely I think that happens a lot too. Like you see a band, and people are like, "Oh, this is cool," but then when you see people go the fuck off, you're like, "Oh yeah!" Like you put the extra pieces together. Like this is what it this is what they'll sound like or look like when everybody's all in. And I definitely I definitely uh, had to readjust my thought process once I we played with them at the O'Malley show. Yeah, yeah, I, go ahead, I love them so much. Your they're, people. They're, yeah, those are like a lot of good friends of mine. They're from my hometown. Um, and they're like that to me is like the South Florida band of like the last few years. They're like one thing that's really cool about them that like people don't really realize if you're not from there is like every member of that band is like a really cool person who's like kind of from a little different kind of pocket of people from South Florida. So when they play shows in South Florida, they're like the ultimate unity band. Um, and uh, they kind of epitomize like there's this like style from South Florida. That's kind of like they really like fucking crossed out and like no comment and like despise you and shit like that. And then they also really like fucking like outburst and fucking breakdown and shit. So it's just like them kind of combining like new, like late eighties, New York hardcore with like power violence. And there's like, that was like the crux of that label IOU records, which was like the South Florida label for a while. Um, and be all end all really just like, they kind of are the epitome of that whole like time and place in South Florida. So like getting to bring them up and have them play in front of like people who maybe have never seen them before is going to be sick to me. Yeah. I mean, Ob object to personas is, is one of the best, like, records out of florida in recent history in my opinion as well yeah i agree 
Now, Envision, that's um that's a band you play in. Yep. That is that and, is uh, also a band I play in, yep. <laughs> but uh but Carter put it out. Yeah, so yeah. uh Envision was not supposed to be on this originally just because I was playing so many other sets already and uh then we had a band drop and it was right after FY it was at FYA that the band told us they weren't gonna play anymore. And I went to Carter and was like, Hey, like, what do you think? You have any ideas? And he was like, It has to be Envision. He was like, I want Envision. Um, so we're playing. Um, it makes sense. Everybody's gonna be there anyways. And uh we're uh actually literally, I'm not kidding. Ten minutes ago, as we were recording this, Wyatt just texted me um the the final mix for our uh for our LP that we just recorded. So it'll be cool to get to play some some cool shit. That's a band that we're putting out this record with Carter. We're really trying to push it and get to play some stuff this year. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, and uh, I know Lennon won't speak on the record, but I will. Um, it's it's a toss up between what my my favorite band Lennon has done. It's either Cedar Pain or Envision. Um, they're pretty neck and neck, but um, this new Envision record, I 100% with confidence can say no one has heard anything like this in recent times whatsoever. Like. It straight up sounds insane. I've listened to the first mix like literally 20 times. And that will be by far um, my favorite thing I've ever released. And just something I know years back from now, you know, I'll look back on that and just be really happy that that I was a part of that record in some way. So um, that'll be out this summer. I don't know when exactly, but definitely this summer. What is it? If you had to describe them, what would you say is the, 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 because we've had a, the metal core, we've had the fast core. Where would you guys uh, put these lines, line these guys up at? Fucking um, hair metal mixed with hardcore. It sounds like it sounds like if uh, if Randy Rhodes played in Zero Tolerance. <laughs> he's so. he's not kidding either. He's being dead ass serious. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Honestly, I actually like that. That's actually super funny. Yeah. So. When you hear really, younger okay. kids don't know what Randy Rhodes is, but I do. I fuck with it. Yeah. yeah. I think people will really be blown away by that record. So I can't wait. I know they're more excited than I am since they wrote it. Um, Cedar so Payne is responsible. Am I not correct in saying this? That the Hardcore Pride Weekend had a lot to do with their song, putting it into the 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 lexicon of every all these bands, so to speak, or no? Yeah, I mean they they didn't invent the term, but they brought it back. Yeah, they definitely that, brought the term fact. back. That's a fact. Whether yeah. Lennon wants to admit it or not, one hundred percent is a fact. It's like, dude, I don't know. There's people I, every fucking month. There's some band covering it somewhere. From within, will get tagged. Someone in like fucking Indonesia is playing Hardcore Pride at like a packed show. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there was it's, a- it's one of the most coverable songs in modern hardcore, in my opinion, straight up. Yeah, it's easy. Anybody can play it. There's no words to memorize besides no. It's just like a, it's dancing from beginning to end, literally. So you just really can't go wrong with it. Um, but that is I, the inspiration for the name. Yeah, I've seen Cedar Pain in that FYA. Then I seen him at that fucking the jump one uh, after show. I think they or it did. Or was it the payback covered seat of pains? One of them two happened. Payback did cover, yeah. Yeah, and the whole fucking place went bizarre. Like, 
Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, like it went for it was just like, all right, yeah, that's a cool show. Then it was like, oh no, this song, boom. Next thing you know is it was ass beating, and every time I've seen them play that song, it's been some ass beating. And uh, now most of the members now live in Philly. Is that correct? Uh, two. Me and Sehas live in Philly. Uh, Sehas doesn't really live in Philly. He just tours. Yeah, yeah. He that's, Philly, yeah, Philly is his, his HQ. His life. He's he lives on the road. <laughs> um. But uh, we're we're kind of spread out. But we got two in Philly, two still in South Florida, and and one in New York now. So fair enough. I'm excited. I know that this is uh usually it's like oh no question. See the pain is going to have this set, but dude, Mind Force man, there ain't too many bands. They're not even five bands I can think of that could play after Mind Force. Yeah, nobody in the game. No, nobody no should one. ever play after Mind Force ever. And, and one thing I'll say immediately about Mind Force really quick is uh, we kind of talked about agents and shit earlier. And, like, there's all these bands who have dumbass agents and all this stuff. And even bands we tried to get on this who are like, you're going to have to send all this shit to my agent. And it's like, no offense. Like, we're just not doing that. I literally got Mind Force to play this via text message. I just hit him up. He's like, yeah, we're down. So for anyone listening, like, you think you swear to God you need an agent. You literally don't. Mind Force is bigger than your band, and they've, as far as I know, never had one and probably never will. Um, so, you know, I don't know. that. That's a whole different topic, of course, the agent bullshit. But um, I just want to say that, like, there's some real-ass hardcore kids straight up. So yeah. shout out I mean, to Mind Force. In every era, you have a band that's, like, the band that... Next level. Eh, well, th- yeah, but but the band that just, like, Everybody likes them. Literally, like, everybody likes them. No matter what kind of shit you're into, if you're, like, a hardcore kid, you fucking like Mind Force. You know? Like, it's just, like, they're they're just undeniable, and they're just, like, they do something that just has this intangible factor to it that just appeals to, like, everybody. Everybody can, can find something to like about Mind Force, you know? They're a universally loved band. I feel like if you go back, like I said, like every era has one band like that. You know what I mean? And and right now, I definitely think it's Mind Force. So yeah, I would agree with that. I uh, I have always wanted the guys in that band to succeed. They had that other band, Living Laser. We put them on a after show, and I I just didn't I didn't understand why people weren't fucking with them because of their talent. And then when Bob had got me hip to the band camp and their their original shit, I was like, all right, I'm telling you, like that's the one band that I I that does like if if I'm in a bad mood and I, I you know I'm gonna put on Mind Force and that's not a that's not a cap that's like serious like I put that shit on I get so fucking excited and then dude to be on stage at FYA this year and see the reaction was even crazier than the year before like. It was fucking phenomenal, and and they just played underground arts, um, in the in the winter, and it was fucking phenomenal. Like, there's just something special about them, and I think if we were gonna talk about like the bigger overall encapsulating picture of what Hardcore Pride Weekend is, you know, Gridiron Magnitude, you're gonna have the the sing along, the climbing up for all the the magnitude, and you're gonna have the the hard moshing and the singing along for Gridiron, but the seed of pain into mind force is probably one of the coolest ways to end an entire weekend. 
where you're trying to showcase two young kids, a bunch of bands that are not getting the big time press. And a lot of them don't have, as she said, all of them don't have booking agents. And I think the best way to do that is the cherry on top. I have in mind for us. And I think you selected them perfectly for this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we knew we wanted them. Um, I will say Lennon was a little bit weird about C to pain co-headlining. And I just had to be like, no man, like you're, you can co-headline this show of all shows. Y'all can play this second to last and it's going to be incredible. So I, I do like C to pain to mind, mind force back to back is like epic rock block of core. So it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. I, I can't believe how close it is. It literally is uh two weeks from today. I will be in Philly. We're going to be getting ready for it. Yep. I think that the thing that happens in hardcore is that people do shit and they set a goal. Like I want to get to this point. I want to get to this point. And I don't see when I, when I'm talking about a Carter or I'm talking about a, a Bob Wilson or I'm talking about even a, a Lennon, like, the goal is like to just do shit. Like not, we're trying to take the shit we're doing it and take it further. You know, like obviously as a band succeeds and the label succeeds and Bob's fest succeeds, there's more that goes into it, but there's something special about people that put their ass into something, not to get to the next level, but to keep things moving. And I truly do believe the idea of like the hardcore pride weekend, the selection of bands, the continuity and unity between the South Florida hardcore scene and Philadelphia hardcore scene, all that stuff is the real deal. Like there's not, there, there isn't like a, okay, now once we do this hardcore, you know, pride weekend, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to take it to this level. It's like, no, it's like, it's real shit to do really cool, truly DIY hardcore. And I, I support you guys so fucking heavily for doing that and not trying to bring in, all the bells and whistles that some of the other labels um, bring into the fold these days. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I mean, I appreciate that. Go ahead, Lennon. I think, uh, I think me and Carter are both of, you know, the same kind of mindset when it comes to hardcore in a few things that like a, like we really don't ever do anything out of some sort of like attempt to use this as like a stepping stone for something else or like, to like aggrandize any sort of like weird ego or anything. Like I feel like me and Carter are both on the same page and like everything we do and everything I've always wanted to do with my bands and like is to just put over like the next generation of bands so that they can in turn put over the generation after them and keep it going. You know, like anytime, you know, bands I've been in, my goal has always been like, yo, if, if there is any sort of like level of success or whatever that we can hit, Let's fucking take out some fucking new bands that we like and, and get people onto them and that sort of shit, you know? And I also feel like if there's a lot of people who are so concerned out here that like, it's like, you know, finding success, quote unquote success as like a hardcore band, which is like, I don't even know what the fuck success means for a hardcore band. Like, but that's a whole other conversation. But I mean, like they get so wrapped up in that, that they just don't appreciate what they got going on, you know? And they don't appreciate how cool the shit that we have is and like, I don't want to be, you know, I want to live like in the moment as far as hardcore goes. And and I've felt that way the entire time I've been here, you know, like I want to appreciate the bands of that are going on today. I want to be, you know, psyched about the shows that I'm at. I don't want to be like worried about what the next thing is or like how to make it bigger or whatever. Like I just want to fucking appreciate it for what it is and, and just love it, you know? Yeah. And just to echo off that, like I know it sounds corny to some people, but 
I myself and Lennon genuinely do this because we love hardcore. You know, it's the biggest aspect of my life. This is not my job. Um, like you mentioned, Joe, I, I don't have an end goal in mind. I just want to give back to hardcore. And that's like the honest answer. Like we're not doing this fest to make money. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll lose money. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? We're just, I just want to hang out with my friends. I want to put on a show that people can have a good time and just have an excuse to get away from real life, at least for two days and hang out with everyone in Philly. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you guys off with some, some side quest shit. Okay. But I think it might be something that people could listen to and take from or jump into. Um, obviously, you guys know I fuck with the Jocko podcast. And if you two don't, I think you guys should get on the game and check it out. Um, uh, about two months ago, he started a series of podcasts where in the Jocko podcast where he talked about life being a game. And there's just different games within living life. And there's a thousand different ways to interpret this. But when we were saying this, it struck me. Um, there are people who are playing hardcore, like playing in a hardcore band to win. Those yes. are the people that they're the people that are willing to go ahead and do the tour with the shitty metalcore band, do the tour where they're opening and the barricades and the merch cuts, because their whole goal is to become a professional touring musician. And there's a record label that's like, hey, you know what? I got to start small. Who's the local band? I'll put them out. Now I'm going to put this one out. Now I'm going to take this 100 bucks that I, I, I squirreled away, and I'm going to pay this person to write this awesome article. And then that way, you know, more people – and they play the game according to what their value set is. And, I, and the thing that I think is important is to diffuse it from being – commonplace and just what everybody who has a band and hardcore does is you don't have to play that game like you can play the game for what your either your aesthetic value is or you know for mind force their fathers their their husbands they have real life jobs and the continuity of the band is going to continue because they write incredible music they never do 30-day tours so they're never like played out and every time they drop something it's solid and, and i think that in the way that they play the game it's for longevity and not to be burnt out and not to lose sight of other things like they they said hey listen we're getting back from europe that was last year uh we just got back from europe it'll be just like right on the time we're back from europe we need to spend time with our families we'll play this hardcore next year that's some grown ass man shit. Somebody who's yeah. ten years younger might have said, "Dude, playing this hardcore is the most important thing after doing Europe." The fact that they had the faculty to say, "You know what? We want it. We're going to be missing our kids. We need time. It's the summertime." That's a different way to play the game. Yeah. Uh, the more that I listen to these podcasts, the series of like these four podcasts, my brain started like lighting up with like, "Oh fuck, this is the idea." You know, um, a lot of bands can't, like we said earlier, can't play the metal shit first. So they play the hardcore shit. But as soon as they get in the track and they start playing the game, now they're playing a different game. Yeah. For me, I I'm aligned with you guys the same way Bob is the same way Greg Falchetto is. It's like we and Scanlon, you know, you do the thing because you love the thing. Yeah. You do the thing regardless of the outcome, because the thing it, it's beyond the game. It, it's, it's, it's the most, um, it used to be the most over said trope and hardcore, like, this is my life. And then, you know, with the internet and the, the peanut gallery jumping in and talking shit, 
people started to eschew that mentality that like hardcore is a lifestyle, but you know, it's a community. It's a thing that can facilitate being able to travel all over the world. I'm sure with you guys in the bands, you guys played in you guys in the labels that you guys have done. You have communication all over the world where both of you guys are from some dirt ass towns in the middle of nowhere, you know, <laughs> same way. Like I grew up in a fucking shitty block in a part of the city that people didn't even want to walk down. It's just the nature of the game that we play is that this whole thing excited us and it, and, and it spurred something in us to want to do more. And the fact that you guys aren't playing the game to become the next Tony Brummel or, you know, whatever you guys are taking the game as how do we put this back into the stuff we love? That's the stuff that really is going to hold value long-term. You guys may never get rich off of it. And definitely Carter, you're not going to get rich off from within, but no, <laughs> I'll tell you that 50, right now, brother. from within 15 years from now could be cited the same way. You know, people said, hey, in 96, I got this Youngblood 7-inch. And, hey, you know, this band means the world to me because I bought it off. Like, there's there's more impactful small elements just by doing these things. And I think that I align more with people like yourselves who take the time to put their ass into things. Not not just the, not the financial things, not as important as, like, the aesthetic principles of like, I love this shit. I want it to continue. So I'm going to do shit. So hopefully it replicates and reproduces and more people do this shit. And to me, that is the the key to the game. It's, it's, it's not win. There's no winning, you know, like every year you got to do something different, right? Like you can't just go, yeah. Hey, I put these three fucking comps and 20 fucking LPs out. I don't have to do anything ever again. That's not how it works. And Lenin, you, know. you could play in 28 fucking bands if you're not doing something now, you know, or 10 years from now, you may not be still in the game. So yeah, I, I like what you guys are doing. I like the reason why I like that. You guys were not concerned so much about making sure you're getting the coolest bands that are getting capped on Twitter, but you're truly keeping it real to the people that you care about, which is why I wanted to talk to you about your connection with the bands, because you know, like, yeah, I book a lot. I book a lot of bands on this hardcore. I might not even know the name of some of the dudes in some of these bands. You know, yeah. like it, it's the nature of it. So when you guys are taking it to this level and putting this kind of care and supporting your friends and pushing your friends onto these things, it shows that you have like an actual, real invested interest in this. The not only the the things that you're working with, but the people that are involved in what you're working with. Yeah, for sure. I mean. You, you kind of just said it all right there, and like literally, it is kind of crazy, but when you think about it, like we're friends with every single band playing, like we know them, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would just leave it at like, to me running a label, like if 20 years from now, I'm at some show in Philadelphia or wherever, and some young kid walks up to me and, you know, or someone's like, oh, you know, that Envision record you put out is one of my favorite records like of all time. Like that'll be that'll just prove to me, you know, I did something right with my time and within hardcore. And that's just kind of what it's all about for me is, uh, like I said, just giving back in some way. And, uh, I hope that this is the first of many me and Lennon get to do of hardcore pride. I know I don't have any plans of, you know, just being one and done. So obviously we'll see how this one goes. Maybe it's a total failure and we disappear forever, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> I think it'll be really, I think it'll be really good. And, and we will hopefully do more, uh, for a few years down the road. Lenin. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I can't really say it any better than Sig did. Like, I'm just excited that it's going to be all of our friends hanging out, 
Um, and uh, I'm excited that some people are going to come. Hopefully there are some people who are gridiron magnitude, mind force fans. They're going to come and see some bands that they maybe have never heard before or, or haven't taken the time to check out yet. And uh, hopefully walk away fans of, you know, moment of truth and wreckage and almighty watching and Adrian and whoever else, you know what I mean? So like I said, that's, that's really what it's all about. Just like keeping it moving and putting on for like, you know, the new bands that you care about and, and people who care and get it. And I think that at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is this is all people who care and people who get it, who are involved in this. So. Yep. Was well, investment. You guys are investing and you're reinvesting. You know, for both of you dickheads who have not <laughs> put out records and played in bands, but you guys keep pushing back in and it, and it shows a cycle. And you're also, you may not see it this way, but you guys are leading from the front. You know, you're not on Twitter saying, yo, you motherfuckers should do a new band. No, you guys are starting bands. Or you're adding to the bands or, you know, Lennon, you're just in a perpetual bullpen. You might have you might have to you might have to start learning how to play the xylophone and all this other shit. Just the mic, dude, dude. The craziest part is I wouldn't be shocked if he already knows somehow. I, I I do. I'm not. I'm literally not kidding. I do know how to play the xylophone. That's not a joke. That doesn't shock me. That doesn't shock me one bit. Anyways, Carter doesn't really understand music theory, so he doesn't know how it really works. I, I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't know music theory at all. <laughs> We'll, we'll learn them, Lennon. Don't worry. We'll tell them about the <laughs> the high side to the low side and how that's why a xylophone works. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to have you guys on. Um, we talk about the things that you do often. I've played songs by your bands. Um, I've had you both on the podcast. And because you guys are putting this amazing thing on in Philadelphia, that we needed to just push this out and get people to check it out. So, um, is there other things you'd like to communicate about? Is there things you'd like to, you know, take this time to promote on the show or in general, do you think you guys have, have kind of covered the basis here? Uh, so you I first. say I covered, yeah, I covered most of it. I'll just say, um, the envision record, um, is going to be announced or figured out soon and I'll be posting soon, you know, when to expect that. Uh, Lennon said he just got the mixes, so hopefully, I assume he's going to send it to me after, and I'm going to listen like 40 times, but um, that'll be soon. That's the only big thing I have coming up, really, uh, besides the Hardcore Pride weekend, so that's all I got. Um, I got, I guess I got two new things. Well, Sig, the, uh, you just dropped the uh, pre-orders for the uh, Seed of Pain. Oh, yeah. See, look how bad I am. Uh, Seed of Pain demonstration of Power Split. It, it came out right before FYA, like uh, the digitally the music did. But the records are finally about to be here. So we put the orders up today for those. So um, that's a, a split between uh, Seed of, uh, Streets of Hate and From Within. So Streets of Hate has a color. I have a color as well. And then we have a blue color that we both have. Let Take it away. Uh, I guess I got two things I'll plug. Uh, the first one is, uh, I'm actually doing a new podcast, um, with my friend Dan who sings for Warren, um, PA hardcore band. They're sick. Um, cool it's, vocals. dude, his voice is fucking insane. Hard. Sounds like a fucking, yeah. sounds like a robot, but, uh, <laughs> it's called, it's called dudes doing movies. It's just two hardcore kids talking about whatever weird, like bullshit sci-fi movies we like. Real, real nerdy shit. So if you're into, fucking have you guys movies, recorded any yet? Yeah, there's there's Two three episodes. episodes up already. Oh shit! 
What what movie yeah. did you cover? Uh, we did uh, so far. We did a Godzilla movie. We did Alien, which and one? Uh, we did which Godzilla movie? Yeah, we we did, we did Shin Godzilla, and then we also talked about a bunch of other ones. But uh, yeah, we talked kinda about glossed um, over. Yeah, we kind of glossed over the whole series, but mostly Shin Godzilla. Then we did one on Alien, and we did one on uh, Shogun Assassin. Um, and then we just recorded an episode on the thing that's not out yet, but it's about to be out soon. Um, so yeah, that's just me and him getting real nerdy talking about, um, just bullshit sci-fi movies we like or whatever movies. And then, uh, more related, more hardcore, um, just finished recording a demo for a new band, a new Philly band called Scarab. Um, the demo is coming out on Rebirth. They take the name from the demo, uh, from the, from the Disciple, a seven inch. Honestly, I have no idea. The name was, I didn't come up with the name. The name was pitched to me. I was like, sounds cool. Let's go with it. I like one word band names. I'm down. Um, so uh, we just finished recording it. Our first show is actually at the church the day before Hardcore Pride weekend. Um, the demo is going to be up online before that. Um, yeah, it's uh, it sounds like um, I took a lot of influence from a bunch of uh, Miami 2000s bands, some Connecticut shit. It's just like sounds like faster, crustier, like. Left for Dead combined with Hatebreed, honestly. So Hatebreed, yeah. As someone who's heard the demo, it is uh really fucking good. So that'll be awesome. Well, I'm excited for that. And uh I guess we should mention since we kind of like like glossed by it a couple of times that the Thursday is the tsunami spy show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Old Bob yeah. booked. That fucking Bob, man. He he's an ass beater too. Yeah, uh, I I am trying to pull up the full lineup here. Scarab, Fool's Game, there they go. Them them dickheads too. Yep. Uh, Missing Link, one of the <laughs> hardest bands right now. Uh, Spy and Tsunami, and uh, that's Thursday, March twenty third at the church. Yeah, I know a, a couple 24th. people. Sorry, I was gonna say I know a couple that- people who are coming to town for this is or for uh for hardcore pride who are like fucking i'm gonna come a day early and come to that show too so fucking right why not yeah yep uh three days of hardcore are you gonna be in an ice bath or a sauna afterwards how are you gonna manage all that mr lennon just drink some pedialyte bro dude i've been fucking with that um gator gator light gator Gatorade, but with the pedialyte i like it's that. awesome well, I just appreciate you guys, and for all the same reasons to reiterate earlier, um, we can you can easily get the tickets. Um, Bob had everything up on the Philly Hardcore shows. Uh, I think that this is going to be another memorable weekend. May we pray that we have more of the warmer weather. We went from being pretty warm in uh, February. It's been pretty cold in March. Hopefully, we get a little bit more springtime weather by the time that weekend happens. Yes, there are tickets. If you don't think so, still show the fuck up for Hardcore Pride Weekend. And um, thank you guys for coming on the show. And then thank, thank you for you. all the things that you do for Hardcore in general. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. We kept it light. Try to have some fun. Try to bust some balls. I feel like when... You hear the conversation as it's going. You can understand from the perspective of Lennon and Carter that they're just really excited about being able to be a part of the scene. 
There's no, you know, evil plot and plan to take over the world. They play in multiple bands. They put out multiple records. And the Philadelphia-Florida connection grows stronger. If you want to support, the best way to do it is to come to the show March 24th and 25th. Obviously, there's Spy Tsunami, the church the night before. There's still some tickets, but not too many, so make sure you go. Three awesome fucking days in Philadelphia. So many cool bands and done the right way, the old school way, by the kids, for the kids, helping bands get to the next level or whatever the fuck that is, and just doing it from the heart and not with, you know, the the dollar in mind. And that's why I support these guys entirely and love the bands that they do. Invasion's incredible. Carbonite's awesome. Carter's new band statement of Pride Rips. And I just hope to see you guys at the show. Uh, once again, you can continue to support the podcast every week. We're going to get better. got some more guests. I've been talking about it. Uh, organizing and setting up these are getting easier. We're going to start getting to video and whatnot. So thank you for the support. Make sure you follow us at Philly HG Shows like I talked about. Also with This Is Hardcore Fest, This Is Hardcore Fest spelled out on Instagram or T-I-H-C Fest on Twitter. And obviously we're on Facebook the same way. But we're getting close. Got a lot more done since the last time I recorded. Very fucking excited. August first weekend. You might want to come a day or two early. We got some surprises up our sleeve this year. And just thank you for the support. TIHC podcast for show notes and everything else. And thanks to Joe Foster and From Within for letting us play the track. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.